Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Bole, and the homie, Will T. We are part of Empire Media, and you can check us out at AmpireMedia.com. Will T, what's good, my brother? Nothing much, man. It's excited to get you know get on here, talk some sports with you, and um, you know get closer to Thanksgiving. I know, Turkey right? Day. I know, man. I'm trying to drop some weight because on that day, you know, I go ham. Like I go real ham. Like I don't want to be shy and bashful, bashful on th- on Turkey Day. No, nah, you never, you never should be shy and bashful. <laughs> you know? If you, you know, I me personally, if I were, if I weren't, you know. If I'm showing up somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, I always bring my Tupperware with me. I let people know, look, <laughs> it's going down, man. I, you know, and, and before I eat, I actually prepare my 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 takeout food. Yeah, you're right. Put that to the side. You know, put that to the side. Put my name on it with a nice little sticky, and um, then I get ready to get into the business, handle my business. You know. Hey, bro. You know, I want you know just because you said all that, you know, I always make the joke about you know. You got African features and Nigerian features on your face and whatnot. Hey, bruh, that is an African move for real. That, that, that whole statement you just said is a Nigerian move for real, bruh. Like, literally, I give people, I used to give people side looks every time they come to my house with Tupperware. So I have, I remember one time, um, not, non Turkey Day, but I think I want to say it was my graduation party. And I want to, a relative came in this thing, dog, with a cooler type of Tupperware. This person brought like a cooler and put a bunch of rice in that mug, bro. Nah, see, see, I, I, I don't go that hard. I don't. I don't go that hard. You know, I I do bring two two Tupperware, you know, two pieces of Tupperware with me. You know, one is going to be, you know, for my turkey, mm-hmm. and it's going to have my, you know, my my vegetable, and you know, you know, sweet potato and some sweet potato. And the second one, you know, that's where I put my mac and cheese, and I put. You know, maybe some uh, mashed potatoes in there. You know, just try to keep it all separated, keep it together. You know, so but when I do get ready for that uh, epic uh, one a.m. Uh, seconds, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's ready. It's ready to go. <laughs> I love the organization of it, right? I love how you have it separated. I love it, bro. You man, absolutely. Look, <laughs> man, I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't like certain foods. The you know combining the certain foods, yeah. you know, I, I try to keep them separate, you know. Hey, respect, man, respect. And I don't know if I mentioned again, Ray Jeezy's out. Hey, Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports shows, sports podcast shows, such as the John Com Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Football Team Insider John Com, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. And you can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. This show can be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download Podcast DC app to hear all of Empire shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. We'll T. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the Washington football team's upcoming game against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At 8.23, we'll do some Washington Wizards talk. At 8.38, we'll talk about Canelo Alvarez, TKO, and Caleb Plant to become the undisputed super middleweight champ. Finally, we'll make our week 
10 NFL picks. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So Sunday, Washington football team takes on the defending Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Washington had a bye week last week coming out of a bye. What would you like to see from this team on Sunday? Wole. Bro, I just want them to compete. Uh, I just, you know, that's that's pretty much it. I think this team has shown this first half of the season uh, to be outperformed. You don't see the same will that you saw um, last season, regardless of the schedule. It's all about, you know, the output on, on the football field. You want to see people play hard, play, you know, try to play at a high level, play organized. And I just want to see a, a professional football team. I think it's fair to say, you know, a lot of, you know, we, you know, as Washington fans, um, what you saw last season was an upgrade from what we saw um, under the, the other the Jay Gruden regime and whatnot. But I think it's also fair to say is that we can go from season to season and actually be fair and grade a coach or an organization um, how they need to be graded during that season. And this season to me is very similar to how we would grade out stuff with the with the Jay Gruden uh, regime. So to me, like we're going to grade out so far, and I know it's still relatively early, it's one half of the season. Um, but we're going to look at the first half of the season. I think that forget records. I think a lot of people get so enamored with records. And just turn in terms of what you see on the football field, it's fair to say this regime right now is, um, is not doing well. And a lot of things are unorganized, like the kicking situation and how you cut a kicker that may, that if you look at it from face value, was it better than the kicker that you decided to cut him for? So it's just that this organization as a whole coaching, Whatever the situations happen off the field is just a dysfunctional organization throughout, for on the field and off the field. There are two things I want to see this team do, um, and they aren't related to football. Uh-huh. One is counter, counter meaning if Tampa Bay takes away um, Terry McLaurin, I want to see you be able to develop, also have um, a, a plan B or plan C yeah. on how you'll able to get that get the passing game going. And how you'll lay, and how you'll able to, um, keep Antonio Gibson in the game, quite frankly. Uh-huh. You know, keep him involved, you know, with passes out of the backfield or, you know, using him in outside zone, inside zone or power runs. That's one. Two, I want to see some resolve. I want to see this team, you know, um, of course, Tampa is going to be heavily favored, but we know that there may come a time where Tampa may be up, you know, 17, possibly 21 points in this game. I want to see this team battle back. I want to see this team uh, show that tough resolve that their coach, that, 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 that personality of their coach, meaning Ron Rivera. I want to see this team battle back. I want to see them um, play discipline. I want to see them not give up until the final whistle. Yeah, I, I want to see that too. And, I, and it, it all goes to what's being – it's all about coaching attitude, right, Will? You know what I mean? Like, we see – we look at a team in Baltimore, right? Regardless, you see them, they look bad in the first half. You know, then Lamar Jackson. And he, it's Lamar Jackson. They got a franchise quarterback, so it is what it is. But even as a team as a whole, but you could see them fighting and clawing just to come back in the game. Even last week when they was about to – it seemed like they were going to lose to the – who are they playing? Um – I'm trying to think who Baltimore was playing last week. Uh, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, yeah. The Vikings. Yes. The Vikings. And it looked like, you know, the Vikings had that game pretty much had a stranglehold on the game. But if you saw what the resolve of the team, of not just Lamar, but the whole team, the defense made important stops. So you just want to, like, to your point, Will, you want to see that. Because you, you expect in this game for Brady to put up numbers against this football team. Like, you just expect it. And you expect for this team to be behind. Um, but, like you said, I just want to see fight. Like, it's just compete, you know, and I want to see a team organized because at the end of the day, you're playing on the Super Bowl defending, the defending champs, and you have to be, you know, to even be competitive in this football game, you have to be organized. That means no missed assignments. Um, that means, like you said, Wilty, countering. Like, that's something they did last season. Like, last season, with under the, under this regime, it just seemed like they were a better football team in the, in the second half of games. In this In this season, it just seems like, that's not the same. Like, they're probably a worse – they all come back, but they're still a worse-off team in the second half. You don't really see that many adjustments. So, like you said, Will, you just want to see resolve. You want to see how you counter moves. Antonio Gibson, um, I think it's an it's a time for him, and regardless of the injuries, to give that feed that dude and give him some more touches. 
because the jury is still out on if he could be a feature running back because he does he doesn't get enough touches, right? So now you you know you want to see him get the opportunity to get touches. It's a lot of things I feel like this team needs to do going into coming from the bye. They have to to your point. I think it's a great point. They have to counter things. They have to counter because people are eventually going to take away scary, um, scary Terry uh, Terry McLaurin, and also in terms of becoming more maybe more of a running team. To be honest with you, because you don't have the quarterback. Like so, for you to think that you're going to throw forty times and not have the guys, kind of ridiculous. Another thing I would like to see, I would like to see this team utilize formations in the plat in the past game with JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson on uh-huh. the field. I think that creates um a mismatch for in the favor of the offense. No, you know, because most yeah. likely most likely you'll have a linebacker or you may have two linebackers um following those following those guys um in pass coverage. So there there are opportunities there. So I, I would like to see that and I and I wanna see you know, I've been hard on you about this for these past this past season and a half, but what? I want the Scott Turner thing. Scott um, Turner? Yeah. What about him? No, I you know, you you've been calling for his head, you've yeah. said he's a terrible play caller. Um I'm starting to agree. To, to, yes, I'm starting <laughs> to agree. You know, the, the more the more I watch this team play, and you know, it's it's you know, with, from a formation standpoint yeah. and a personnel standpoint, it's very vanilla. It is. I mean, it's very it's very it, it doesn't leave you guessing or anticipating anything. Um, if you're on the defensive side of the ball, yeah, I, I just feel like in t- it's, some, it's sometimes one you can be sometimes people overcomplicate things and sometimes you just got to be, you know, keep things simplistic as possible. Cause sometimes being, you know, what's the term? Keep it, keep it simple, uh, kiss, keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Um, it gets to a point where like, will we both coach together? Right. Um, so, yes, so if you are, right, let's look at, and let's put it in the, in the, in the purest sense of this for Washington, right? You're, you don't have, you don't have that guy as a quarterback. You don't have, Aaron Rodgers, you don't have Tom Brady, you don't have uh, Lamar Jackson, you don't have a um, the kid out of uh, sorry, what's my guy out of um, in, in, with the L.A. Chargers? Um, the guy I love, Justin Herbert, Herbert. Justin Herbert. You don't have guys like that, right? You don't have a guy like that. Excuse me. So why are you putting it in the hands of a guy that one isn't accurate, two doesn't have a good arm, he's very erratic in terms. So why would you put certain things on his plate where you're going to make things difficult for him? You know what I mean, like. You know that he's late in progressions, right? He is. He's late in progressions. You know this, but on you're, but you're willing to throw the ball on the fourth down play, fourth and one. You know what I mean? I just feel like you know your personnel, well, I, like know your personnel. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to be as as harsh of a critic as I am. Yeah, of course. Turn the <laughs> you know, on that. No, no. Yeah. On that fourth and one throwing the ball because yeah. I mean you gotta you you gotta give the defense something. Something different, and you know, most people will say, "Okay, they're going to run the ball." Yeah, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball um, behind the right, the, the strong side of the offensive line, behind the right, the yeah. right side of the offensive line. Uh-huh. But no, he went out and he did something different. So I, I, I won't knock him for that. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, she will. Yeah, I will. She I will. sure will. I sure will because I, because <laughs> I'm a firm believer of getting people what they can handle. Like I'm not going to give you something that. Um, I'm looking, I'm all about the percentages in terms of this. Like, you got a running game that has, was effective. Um, Patterson, Gibson, in terms of yards per carry, and even McKissick, you know, in that same game, they were, you know, getting over four yards a pop. I mean, around in that, in that I'm going to say about four yards a pop in that game. So, they had an opportunity. They had, like, just take advantage of what you have. It's just like you have Adrian, for instance, like you just said to your point, like, if, I'm not calling these kids Adrian, young Adrian Peterson, but if, if it's fourth and one, and you got Adrian Peterson, and like you said, you can go a different route, but you have Adrian Peterson. And again, I'm not saying these kids are Adrian; those two back, those backs are Peterson. But I'm saying they're being productive. Like you're going to feed them, right? You're not going to say, "Oh well, let me try to trick them." I'm just, and especially if you don't have the guy to trick them with. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm not, but you're right though. I get trying to be creative, but it also you got to look at your personnel. And for the last two seasons, you know, the excuses were were first excuse was, "Well, um, we got Alex Smith, and he was limited because of you know his leg." Now you have, I mean, you did 
you you chose that you chose like I like to say the term you chose violence, right? But you chose like you chose not to go out and get a quarterback, right? You chose to get these quarterbacks, like you chose to have a Fitzpatrick, you chose to have a Kyle Allen, you chose to have a Heineke well, on your roster. No, no, I, I don't think that's one hundred percent fair, Wolo. Mm-hmm. We we know that they were in a, uh, trying to get Stafford. They tried to get, they tried to get Matt Stafford. Yeah. We know that they tried to make a couple other plays, but at the end, ultimately, it was the cost. It was cost prohibitive. Yeah. Right. Now, one could say. Yeah. That you know, if you're Ron Rivera, your former a guy who took you to the Super Bowl, right? There you go. Better than these guys is available. <laughs> why? Why haven't you at least knocked on his door? Facts. I don't know. Maybe there's something there that we. Maybe there's a dynamic at play that we know nothing about. Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it on because I've, I've been getting blasted on Twitter and people do try and get at, get at me about Cam. I'm, I'm gonna say this again. Um, look at your options on the football team. You telling me that, that they're better than Cam Newton? I think you're ridiculous. Uh, secondly, um, about that, what you just said is funny. I had this discussion with my brother, and um, same thing you said. You know, I don't think it's football related. It's something because if it was, if I was a coach and a don't, and I've only won with this quarterback. You know, I mean, I've only had massive success with this one quarterback. You know what I mean? He's the one who brought me success. Then I'm like, I'm gonna, de- I'm definitely gonna, you know, I'm, a, I'm gonna get a call, I'm gonna give him a call and say, hey, what's up? You want to come in? You, I know you're relatively cheap. You want to come here and help me out? You know what I mean? Especially again, you're not dealing with, you don't have a franchise quarterback on your roster or a young franchise quarterback on your roster. I don't get the big deal, but that's a whole different discussion, bro. <laughs> like that's a whole yeah, that's discussion. A discussion for another time. It sure is, bro. It sure is. All right, posted the same question uh, on our social media platforms. Uh, this is posted on the Ur- on at Urban Sports Scene on Twitter and our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page, and also on on, on Instagram. On our Instagram page, uh, Dujanae, um on IG says um, improve red zone offense. That's what he wants to see improvement of. So yeah, I think so too. They need to, to improve their red zone offense. Um, their red zone offense has been atrocious. I'll ask this question, Will T. So, Will, what uh, will Washington need to to do to stay competitive in the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, take the air out of the ball, mm. meaning being able to run the ball, reduce the number of snaps or, or opportunities that Tampa Bay has on offense. And then also when um, you need to uh, not turn the ball over. And then, you know, we all know that Tom Brady gets the ball out in like 2.4 seconds. You need Chase Young to to get home, you know. And if he isn't getting home, if that front four isn't getting home, meaning getting sacks, you need them at least to get their hands up in the passing lane and try to bat the ball down. Yeah, very good points. Um, definitely, Chase Young has to I mean, has to put uh, bring impact to this game. Uh, we we know that Montez Sweat we missed a, a number a number of games that he has he has a jaw pro, a jaw problem, so he'll be missing a number of games. Um, so it's all on the defense in terms of defense and ends. It's going to be all predicated on what Chase Young does, pr- bring the pressure on that edge, uh, and also you know Jonathan Allen's played well at a inside uh, at um, tackle. I'm talking about outside. I think it's all predicated on Chase Young. So, Will, you had a valid point. I make make a great point where, you know, where they're going to need Chase Young to, to show out. Um, I agree with the run game. I think it's essential. And I, they were doing some impre- they were doing some good things offensively. So, I'm going to give Scott Turner some credit. Um, because the defense was struggling over the last some odd, you know, some odd games, they've been playing better. But I do think it's helped out this because Scott Turner has – Decided to run the football a little bit more, which kept the football team off. I mean, the the, the offense off the football field. So, if they continue to try to do that um, this time, and also this most importantly, execute while they get into the red zone, I think they'll, they'll the game could be competitive. Uh, but that's a big if. You know what I mean? Because uh, you're, you're playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're playing against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. To many of uh, the goat of quarterbacks. Um, so, yeah, this is a game that. This is a game that no one expects Washington to win. I don't really expect Washington to win myself. You're listening to the Urban Sports Team, part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. So Washington finished finished the first half of the season two and six. I know Will, you like to do that split seasons and half. You should do like you like doing quarters though, right? Yeah, I like I'm a quarters. You're a quarters guy. guy. You're a quarters. So, yeah. So what do you ex- do, do you expect them to play any better in the second half of the season? No, I don't. Me either. Um, <laughs> you, no, I, I, Me either. And I'm not trying to be facetious no, or be funny about it. Uh-huh. Um, when you, when we, often when we look at a team and we say, and we, and we say they, we think that they can play better. 
or we anticipate them playing better, we're able to point to one specific thing, you know, whether it's um, the quarterback is, they're getting, you know, better play at the quarterback position, meaning he's throwing the ball downfield, he's not turning the ball over, um, you're getting more production in the run game, your defense is playing stout. Um, there's not one aspect of the foot, you know, of with, you know, on the football field that you look at this team and you say they're getting better at. You know, Taylor Heineke looks like to me he, he's aggressive. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's progressive. No, um, degressive. You think he's aggressive? No, I, no right, I'm not going to say he's sorry. regressive. Sorry. I'm not going to say he's regressive. I'm going to say he's met his peak. Got you. That makes he sense. can't go any further. Uh-huh. Um, you got Logan Thomas out. Uh, for me, it, it seems as if, you know, they aren't able to consistently get the ball in Terry McLaurin's hands or at least devise a, a game plan where you're able to use Terry McLaurin as a decoy uh-huh. and other players on offense are able to um, take advantage of that. Um, you you aren't particularly running the ball very well. Defense, your your defense, your 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 touted defense, um, their front four isn't getting accumulating the sacks that you think they would that we thought that they would get. And the back four, those defensive backs aren't having the greatest of season. Uh-huh. I don't see anything I can look to and say yeah, I, I could look at that and say this team could get better from here on. No, not at yeah. all. I will say this: I don't, I don't expect them to get better. But I mean, as a as a whole unit, um, but I do think their defense has played better over the last two games. Um, even against even against Aaron Rodgers, I, I expect Aaron Rodgers to do far worse. They only scored twenty four. I thought he should have done far worse for my expectations. Um, and then you look at what they did. I guess even against Denver, they played pretty well. Um, he hasn't keep some messed up turnovers and down the stretch. They got kind of tired. Um, compared to what I saw from this defense in the first, you know, the first, let's say it's like eight games, the first five, no, your first five games, I think they're, they've been better. Um, I think Landon Collins, to me, Landon Collins playing linebacker has been, has been a, a big time improvement. Put it that way, a big time improvement. So he actually, he looks like a, a, he looks like a stud linebacker, to be real with you. I know he's been fighting it, but he looks real good at linebacker. So I do think that in terms of defense, <laughs> <laughs> he's been fighting it, but he looks like a stud linebacker. It's crazy. But, he's, uh, but I do think the defense has been better. But does that, but that doesn't, that to me, from what I've seen in terms of the football team as a totality, right? It's not big in terms of an, to improve the team wins and losses. Um, because to me, the offense is so still, pre- it's still, there's some missing elements in that offense. And to, to your point, Will, like the run game, they'll be effective in a run game, but they're not running the ball enough or they're not doing things uh, to be consistent, to stay consistent with the run. Um, the scary Terry thing, which you're referring to, is totally, I think it's totally respectful. Like what you're talking about, not using him as a decoy enough because we are, because it's, it's obvious that Taylor Heineke is headhunting, uh, scary, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin. How come you're not, you, how come you, and you know you're seeing double coverage or whatnot, especially with some of the players being out. So how why not use him as a decoy and get and, and get other individuals um involved, which will make life easier for Scary Terry. So I, I totally agree. There's certain things that Scott Turner's gonna have to do. I know it looks like I'm bashing Scott Turner. I'm probably am. I don't even care. But certain things that Scott Turner's gonna have to do. I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah, I know. I know, kind of does. It's certain things Scott Turner's gonna have to do to 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 help out um the offense. Um, if they can do that. I mean, I think they could be more competitive coming down the stretch. But I doubt it. I really do. Um, but I, I mentioned. Another element this team's been struggling struggling in is is the kicking game. They they cut Chris Blewett, the dude that Rivera decided to pick up to you know to to, to pick up for while he cut it. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, who's playing well in San Diego, I mean with the Chargers now. Funny how that works out. And, and they signed kicker Joey Sly, who um went to college at Virginia Tech. I think he last time he he kicked was I want to say San Francisco, but I could be wrong. Um, your thoughts on the move with the new kicker? So Chris blew it, blew it. He blew it, of course, man. Dude couldn't even get the ball over. Corny joke. Corny joke. No, he um, couldn't but... even get the ball over an off over a lineman, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, kicking has always been this one is has always been one of the issues that has uh, plagued this team. Um, you know, I can't remember the last time we've had a well. I it's guess, been some years since. Yeah, it's been a while, bro. Uh, 
I would yeah, say with Hopkins, Hopkins was good the first like two years. I'm not gonna knock him. He, the first like two years was good, but other than that, it's been I don't know, man. It's, it's Washington, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but you know that's mo- that's most teams. Most teams have always you know struggled with. I'm not gonna say struggled, yeah. but haven't had a consistent kicker. You know, you think of the teams that have. You think of uh, uh, the the Patriots. Uh-huh. You think of uh, Justin Tucker in Baltimore. Man, I know everybody um, looks up to him, man. <laughs> yeah, you think of uh, Mason Crosby in yeah. Green Bay. Uh, uh, and a couple other guys. Uh, you went to the Patriots, like Grakowski, and then well, before that was Adam Vinatieri, but then yeah, Vinatieri, then 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 Grakowski, and now they have. I, I mean, think Nick Falk. Yeah, Nick Falk. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. It's just so you know most. Yeah, most teams it's it's, it's a turnstile at kicking. You yeah. know, most the average is like you know maybe three, maybe five years, and then they bring in, they find another guy. But it just seems as if, you know, Washington, you know, seems like consistent struggle to find a, a guy who, you know, is dependable. Um, but, you know, we'll, you know, we'll go with, they'll go with Joe Sly. We'll see how this plays out. Um, what do you, what over under on how many weeks Joe Sly keeps the job rolling? Oh, I think he'll stay out throughout the whole year. But it doesn't mean he'll be a kicker though. <laughs> he'll stay the whole year. I mean, they got, it's like eight games left. This is too much. It's just too much cutting. It's and like you're blaming kickers. Like you can cut some other players too. Like I'm like, all right, it's the kicker. That's what we're doing. We're focusing on kickers, and we're and Cam Newton's still free agent. All right, man. You know what? The Washington Wizards are tied for third place in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk about the Wizards after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Team. For ages. You dig? Deuces. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. are listening to the urban sports scene with will t and myself wole ray jeezy is out we are part of empire media and you can check us out at empiremedia.com okay the washington wizards are 73 inside for the third best record in the eastern conference how much credit does new coach wes unsell jr deserve man i think he deserves a lot of credit i don't know about you but i just think that you know it just, they just look different. Uh, what's your opinion? They just look, uh, they look different. <laughs> uh, um, defensively, we, we, you see a, a level of effort and a scheme and schematically, um, things that you didn't see last year or you, you didn't see during the Scott Brooks era, um, with this team. Um, two, one of the things that I've always long been a, a a fan of is he's using his bench. He's going deep uh-huh. into his bench. You know, he's going sometimes seven, eight guys into his bench. I've never understood why coaches, you have a team, um, guys who you make practice for two and three hours um, multiple times per week, um, who knows your plays, you know, um, and you only you decide to go with a rotation of eight or nine. That just never made sense to me. Um, it looks to me, it, to me, it seems as if he's using some of the, uh, some of the things that they did in Denver, yes. um, with regards to, you know, using the deep, uh-huh. you know, going deep into his bench. Um, even from a deep, even from a defensive, uh, schematic perspective, you know, funneling things baseline, um, where you, where, uh, defenders can get help. Um, so I think he deserves a lot, you know, and I think he's starting to, um, change the culture here 
um, and bring a, a a mental focus and toughness that this team that we haven't seen from this team in a while. Yeah, I agree with you, Will. I just think that he's been he's been he's been good, man. Uh, he's been a great coach. I your point, which you you stated you stated something that I actually wanted to talk about, like what he's. You could tell that he learned under, you know, he learned well under Mike Malone, right? Because it mm-hmm. seems like he's doing a lot of what the stuff that we've seen, you know, seen in Denver. Denver, you know, everybody looks at, you know, some of the young talent that Denver has, offensively speaking, but they play defense. They also, and that's what the Wizards are doing, the Wizards are playing defense. They also go deep into their rotation, which you just mentioned. They do that here now in, in Washington. So I like that he gets everybody involved. It's not like this number where you got to play eight, you know what I'm saying? Like he plays what he needs to play. So he's letting, and then at the end of the day, that kind of benefits you down the road with injuries, right? Some of these players will step up when folks get hurt. Yeah, and yeah you, you, I think you said it perfectly. You know, when guys get hurt, you know, it's an 82 game season, you know, it's a marathon. Um, so when there are going to be times where certain key rotational guys are out of the lineup, these guys are getting minutes now earlier in the season so they give a, a sense of confidence and they're sitting in a sense of continuity with you know guys knowing where guys certain guys like the ball um or where they like to have the ball offense initiated from uh-huh. which i think is going to help down down you know the further we get down we go into the season so um i'm greatly uh Looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out for the Wizards. I'm, I'm, I'm enthusiastic. I actually got a chance to can't, to catch the game Sunday against the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh man. Yeah. Um, Big game. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was a great game uh-huh. and it was a tremendous crowd. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it, you know, part of it, if it was aided because Washington football team didn't play on Sunday, but it was a, it was a great crowd there in the, um, Capital One Arena. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, uh, I don't think it's because of Washington. The folks don't show up to Washington football games anywhere. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, people don't have to show up at uh, all these games, but people still people still watch, watch the game. I got you. I dig. I dig. I want to say like the tennis ain't showing that. Uh, but you're right though. Uh, they probably watch it at home, acting like me and whatnot. Um, so we posted this on our social media platforms on Twitter. Um, the homie Taj Wilson uh, tweeted uh, about. Um, is is Wes Unsell Jr. the the main difference? The main reason why this team is playing, you know, playing good, good basketball? He said, "Of course he is. He's everything Brooks wasn't as a coach. Solid game rotations, attention to details. Doesn't use the rec ball way of coaching by just rolling the ball out there and telling the team to run. And he plays players to their strength. Uh, it, it seems like it. it really does. On also on Twitter at Q underscore Skin says." Says yes and defense. Um, in the wash, in the Wizards Nation Facebook group, Milton Jasper Jr. says coach of the year. I actually think he, if he keeps coaching this way, he has a good chance to be coach of the year. Um, it's the turnaround. I, the Go ahead, Will. Yeah, I, I think, I think he's going to have some competition uh-huh. from the guy and, and, um, who, who his team is currently tied with uh-huh. in third place. Um, Billy Donovan. Yeah, he's been doing a gift. Because, not only that, but I, you know, I, I've always preached that in today's NBA, you need three guys that can create a play for you in the playoffs. You know, when, when your offense breaks down, that Chicago Bulls team has three guys who could do it off the dribble. And then they have a fourth guy, Vujicic, um, who can do it in the post. So that's going to be a team that, um, I think is going to win probably 55 games. And I think that's going to put, um, Billy Donovan in the in contention for a um, for coach of the year. Yeah, there are a lot of good coaches in, in the league right now. Guys who really turn their teams around. Billy Donovan's one. Uh, you know the talent is. Chicago's got one of the more talented teams in basketball. I don't know if people really peep game when you just mentioned Vujacic is your fourth. That's an All Star. That's your fourth option. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, he's not really. I mean, Lonzo. If you really be real, like Vujacic. Lonzo. Lonzo. Yeah, Lonzo's probably your, Their fourth, your, your option. fourth option. But you know what? But I know what you mean. I know. When it comes, yeah, because when guard it comes players. to you know, we, yeah, we need to we need a bucket. You want to go to a guard? Hands and we gonna put the yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's what makes it crazy, right? But that's what makes them that team. I actually think I'm going to the Wizards. We're going back to the Wizards. We're going back to Wizards. Uh, Wizards fans. Uh, but I actually think that Chicago is more than just they're contenders on the low. Like they're contenders. Put it that way. Like their team. Is good enough to be contenders, but I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sole believer in that. 
Um, in the home of the Washington Wizards Facebook group, Maurice Moe Austin says, yes, he's the main reason. We see the coaching with the team, with this team and players are executing. Uh, in the Wizards diehard members Facebook group, Michael Kirby Jr. says, no question about it. The team's bought into his system. Um, yeah, I, I think it's obvious, right? The team has bought into the system, though. I think it's, that's quite obvious, like, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, guys are totally brought into everything that he's selling. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, that, you know, a, a few months back that we, that we questioned yeah. was, you know, with this being his first stop, um, as an NBA head coach, would guys believe in him and what, you know, and, you know, what Wes Unsell Jr. is all about as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're starting to see that uh, answers that question. The answer is yes. Guys are believing. They're, they're buying into everything that he's doing. Yeah, I think, and that's the thing. You never know because you see a guy in Houston, like in Bernie Bickerstaff Jr. And that, I mean, his situation is totally different. But I'm talking about even his first year, like, I mean, you had James Harden that's ready to go left, right? Um, so it was just, it was, it was harder for him. So you always work, you're worried about when a new guy comes in, does somebody kind of want to, you know, or do they feel like, you know what, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this in. I'm going to listen to this dude, even though he, you know, he's a young dude. I'm going to listen to him. He may not have any championships, but you know what, forget it. I'm gonna, like, I'm, we're we going to, we're going to all go in, go in with this individual. And it's cool to see the Wizards do that. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm very happy for, uh, for, uh, Wes Unsell Jr. Uh, I, I am. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, to be real, another it's a brother, right? A young brother as a coach. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. I just want I want him to be successful. So, so here's an interesting question uh-huh. for you: If Russell Westbrook was still on this team, uh-huh. would the Washington Wizards have the success that they're still having? And would uh, wow, that's a good question, bro. And would and would Wes Unsell Jr. be able to get this team to perform at the level that they've been performing at on the court from an offensive and defensive perspective? I think defensively, yes. I think that still would apply. Uh, offensively, or they're not as deep, right? They're not going to have the same players. Cause Russ- they're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not as deep, but do you think a from a front, from, okay, do you, they, they, okay, let's, let's take, let's, let's take, let's strip out the players. Yeah, okay. Just the way that they play offensively. You know, yeah. with the ball movement picks, mm. uh, guys not, st- you know, guys not taking, uh, horrible shots, three point shots. Um, I think so. Do you think that? I think, think so. so. I okay. think so. I think so. I think, I mean, there'll be some, some limitations, right, in terms of what the shooting from Russ, but I think so. I think Russ would, I still think they would win. Um, I, I think they'll do. He would do things schematically around it, um, but there are things he can do. And I do. I, and I believe that if Russ is struggling, he would bench him and play like a Neto or something. I don't think he has. From what I've seen, Vickers. I mean, the Vickers staff. I say Vickers staff. What I'm seeing from Wes Unsell Jr. is just you know he has control of his of his of his unit. And to be real with you, I think if Russ, if it was a fight, that Russ would be traded anyway, right? Um, we're talking mm-hmm. about Russ is playing his role and and listening. Then I think that it wouldn't be an issue. But if Russ is fighting it, I feel that dude would be traded. Like he would be traded. Like, and we, we got to get Tommy, uh, Tommy, um, Tommy, uh, what's his name? Shepard. Yeah, thank you, Tommy Shepard. Credit because you know he didn't make that trade. Um, he did bring in all these individuals, and it's been a great fit. You know what I mean? Like you did bring in Montrez Harrell, who's been phenomenal for this, this basketball team. So I don't know what I'm. I'm I don't know because you don't get. I mean, you may not. Get, well, you're saying that Trez could still be on this team with Russ there, right? Is that the ideal? You're just saying just Russ, right? Just having a point guard like Russ. No, I mean like okay, let, yeah, yeah. Just having a point guard who plays the way that Russ does Russell would that interfere? Play. I mean, yeah, it, it would hinder some things. Uh, but I do think they would win. I do think they would still win games. I don't know if they would be. Uh, that's that's a hard one, Will. It really is. <laughs> it's a hard one because I do want to give Russ credit because I've seen Russ win. Uh, win basketball games with with less competition, um, with less talent around them. Um, but you got to be a coach to coach to rush strength. You got to. I think I'm gonna put, like, put it this way. I have a lot of respect for from so far from what I've seen. I know it's early. I have a lot of respect for what I've seen from Wes Unsell Jr. to say, you know what, you would coach around Russ's issues. If that makes any that's sense. That's fair. If that makes any no, sense. That's you know no, I mean? that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. I've always said that for me. You know, 
I've been watching, you know, been watching basketball since uh-huh. the late 80s, since I was a young child. And Russell Westbrook and Allen Iverson are probably the two most dynamic offensive talents yeah. that um, that I've seen. Yeah. yeah, as far as champion, like trying to assemble a championship team around them. Because you have to be all in yes. because their games and such. You have to build a team around them. There you go. You have to be all in on them. Yes. No, I'm with you. That's that's the thing. It's a little, uh, it makes it difficult, but it is what it is. All right. So, actually, I'm going to take this break because we're running out of time. we got to guess. So, Canelo Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez is the undisputed super middleweight champ after TKO and Caleb Plant Saturday night. Bite Down Boxing's Reginald Woodson will join us to discuss what's next for Canelo Alvarez after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. The Angels. You dig? Deuces. Come on, man. And with the local DDC news, Evan Kuja with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T and myself, Wole. Ray Jeezy is out. We are part of Empire Media, and you can find us at Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. Alright, right now we have Bite Down Boxes Reginald Woodson on the line. What's good, Wood? Man, it's a great what is it, Tuesday night. And I'm on here with the with the uh, the USS, the mighty USS. I'm good, man. Hey, man, it's a blessing to have you on, my man. Thank you. All right. Um, on Saturday night, Canelo Alvarez TKO uh, Kayla planned to become the undisputed super middleweight champion. What were your thoughts on the fight? Actually, it went exactly how I thought it was going to play out. <laughs> Uh, and I think I said this on the, the panel that we had a yeah. while back. Uh-huh. I know we were talking about the trilogy with the heavyweight. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I just hadn't seen anything from Caleb Plant to indicate or suggest that he had been in that type of fire before. Uh-huh. Or, you know, he had been on in, in, in those types of bright lights. Uh, just going back to – and I know there's some questions here and there about the legitimacy of – of uh Canelo's record hasn't faced a lot of black fighters. Mm. Um you know, he he went on the European tour, some people call it with the the recent string of guys that he that he faced that uh culminated with the bout against BJ Saunders where he cracked his face and all of that. But I got to put Canelo in that it's a group of four or five guys that's fighting right now, maybe six that are violent, destructive and it's bigger than boxing. They got a system of how to get their opponents out of there. You can throw Fury in there. You can throw Crawford in there. Uh-huh. Even you could throw uh, Spence in there to a degree, although the knockouts have kind of went away for Spence of late. Yeah. Um, maybe Baturbiev up at uh, light heavyweight. But it's a couple of guys who go in there to hurt you. Uh-huh. And Caleb Plant, just coming off of that fight against um, Caleb Truax, I started getting really shaky uh over the course of fight week when I really started zooming in on Plant's record and realized that Anthony Durrell dismantled Caleb Truax. And here Caleb Plant is coming into this fight really needing to audition to – yeah, he knew he had the title. He knew he had the IBF title. So it was like the, the, the soul stone or whatever the last stone was <laughs> for Thanos. And so he was going to get that fight. But – to, to, to fight Caleb Truax and not make any kind of statement really started like raising a red flag for me. Uh, yeah, um, 
it's it's wild because you know looking at that fight, I, mean, I actually thought he did. Be- I actually thought he did better than I thought he was going to do. Honestly, I know it sounds funny, but it was really competitive. But he did better than I thought he was. I thought he'd be out there a little earlier. To be real with you, um, but he did show a sense of toughness. That's what I liked about what I liked about Plant. So I did kind of I gained some respect for him. Um, but to your point about Canelo, I don't really get into the whole because I've heard we've heard the knock about he hasn't fight black boxers or this that and the other. But I think we're all not. We can all see skill, right? Because at the time when he fought Triple G. Um, still Triple D's one of was one of the better box one of the best boxers in the world. Not to say he was the best, one of the best boxers in the world. And, you know, regardless of what you want to say, you know, he had the outcome was in his favor. And also, you know, there it was a competitive fight and he he held his own. Um Canelo, for whatever like whatever people want to say, one, he's an active boxer. He's really to, he's really to take on the smoke. I mean, how many fights did he fight this year? You know what I mean? So we don't in an in area in an era where guys take like forever to fight. Canelo's ready, you know what I mean. He's ready to go. So I have a lot of respect for Canelo. He's why that's why he's for me, and I'm going to talk about it later. But to me, he's just the best boxer in the world. All right, you are listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media, EmpireMedia.com. Right now, we're chatting with Bite Down Boxes, Reginald Woodson. All right, um, Reg, Reg, I have a question for you. Um, and I'm going to go a little bit off script, Wole. So it's cool. No, yeah, I, I, I thought you would. I wanted you to. <laughs> um, it was reported that Canelo received a $40 million guaranteed purse to fight Caleb Plant. Now, we know that uh, PBC has two fighters, um, Charlo and Benavidez, who, are potential, who could potentially pose a tough challenge to uh, Canelo if he were to take either one of those guys next. Do you think just based off of because how lackluster this fight was, Canelo will feel kind of um, he'll feel a, a sense of response or responsibility to fight either one of those guys next? Or do you think he he um, takes the the fight that the, the majority of the boxing world wants him to take, which was a possible Triple G fight? Um, I think, you know, luckily he had time, you know, um, to, to, to make a, a prudent decision with that, with, with his next move, because we're going to get, uh, we're going to get Triple G against, uh, Murata. Rayoto Murata, I think is how you say his name. Uh, they fight New Year's Eve or something. Um, uh, so. He can see how, you know, Triple G looks at the, I don't know if Triple G is 38 or 39, whatever he, or even 40 at this point. I don't know. I think Triple G is close to 40. Yeah, I think it's, it's right, it's right there somewhere, you know, give or take 12 months or whatever. But he can, he can assess how he looks. Does Triple G really reestablish himself as a, you know, as a, as a, as, as box office? And then he can take a look at that. I just was reading a quote a minute ago where uh, right here on Boxing Scene is Canelo says that Showtime PBC and Al Heyman treated me so well. We'll see what comes next year. And obviously when you get a, a bag with 40 M's in it <laughs> and an and a easy and an easy night of work, I think he, you know, he can take a chance. And, and we're getting ready to see, Can- uh, we're getting ready to see Benavidez against Kyron Davis in a couple of weeks too, or whatever. Yep. So, um, the world is kind of his oyster, man. He, I, you know, I think Eddie Hearn is going to try to figure out a way to try to, you know, save or salvage his relationship with uh, with Canelo. But he, he 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 can just pick. I'm not trying to be political or anything, man. But he can just sit back and really let and go in any any direction that he that he so chooses. Okay. What, well, do, they do, for, what do they do for Charlo? Because Charlo. Will will likely not be able to get a fight in, and I I don't really like him coming off of a lot of inactivity or, or some lengthy inactivity to go into that fight. Okay, well let me ask you this: as I I think it I think it's safe to say Canelo is the face of boxing right now, right? Yes, sir. Um, who do you think, for the sake of kind of elevating the sport? Given us the most competitive fight, who do you think out of those three, which one do you think would give him the most competitive fight? Um, looking looking at it, um, six to you know eight months from now in uh, May. Man, 
I'm 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 gonna keep it a bug, man. I, I really don't see you know, Charlo is tough as hell, um athletic. And that's what's messy about boxing right now. He's not a he's not going to have a fight at one sixty eight before they actually fought. I would like right. to see what how he looks, how he handles one sixty eight. Um I'm I'm also a little bitter personally at the fact that he's held a, a title in two divisions and if he moved up to one sixty eight, it probably would take him away from actually having a unification bout. And I think when he starts looking at his own I mean he can look at his uh at his at his wallet and his bank account for the fight with uh Canelo. But for legacy and boxing legacy, but I mean it's all about the it's prize fighting, so I get it. But still, yep. I think the goal should be to get the man a, a unification fight that is winnable. And I think that points him at Demetrius Andre, who fights, what, next weekend or next weekend? So um, I know I'm talking in circles here, man, but boxing is just messy. <laughs> Benavides has done nothing. He lost his title twice on the scale and with the cocaine test. Um, now he's getting ready to fight. No disrespect to Kyron Davis, but, you know, he's stepping in for Uzkateki, who got uh, tested positive for something and was and was taken off. So what have any of these guys done? And then, like I said, if Murado, or Murata could very well could completely upset the apple cart, defeat Triple G, who looked pretty pedestrian out against the uh, – I don't even remember my man's name that he just fought. So I, I, I'm hoping that you, – you said three – I'm gonna go with a wild card and hope that uh Mr. Bob Aram gets busy and tries to bring uh Artur Baturbiev in there light heavyweight and then maybe they consider that as an option too. Okay. That's fair. I think that's fair. Well you don't like Benavidez? <laughs> I do, I, I do, I do, but but I do but but it's this. The PBC has really failed to do anything to really build up Benavidez mm. and plant. That, that fight couldn't get made for them to have faced each other by now. Okay. And then gotcha. Benavides with losing his titles twice. He really hasn't fought. He, you know, the, the Darrell fight kind of ended on some BS because of, uh, you know, Darrell was cut. Uh, and, you know, we didn't get a conclusive ending on that. So what is, Benavides just looks really great. Yeah, he just he looks great. Tall as, he looks good. He's, he's like tall as hell. He doesn't look good. So isn't it, isn't it like the Bud Crawford effect then? Like he looks good? Say that one again. Isn't it like the Bud Crawford effect? He look good, right? Isn't that the same yeah, argument we yeah. can see? He, he, he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, the, and the thing is this, you know, Canelo is so locked in. His money is guaranteed. I feel like he's like Floyd when, when you know, Floyd's last yeah. seven or eight fights. When you're going into your fights and your money is great, you're the big attraction. You bring out all the stars. You're the one, you know, there's one uh, huge or marquee name in the sport. You show up for work confident. This man got Jay Balvin or whatever performing for him. I mean, he's a superstar in a sport that doesn't really have a lot going for it. And Plant, Benavides, Charlo, these guys, in my opinion, their professionalism is it hasn't matured to what Canelo's has. Like you just said, the dudes fought four times in a year or it's whatever. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. You don't get that. So, anymore. so it's crazy. Man. So when, I mean, he's literally, he's literally representing his little slogan of no boxing, no life. And these other guys are like, I'm all into my life and I get the boxing when I get to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's wild. Hey, Will, you got something you want to say to, uh, Will before I let, uh, Will yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I have one more question for you. If we think back to Saturday night, right? Um, boxing was up against a UFC card. Um, boxing consistently brings out megastars, right? And, you know, in pop culture, in a pop cultural sense, right? Um, yeah. guys from sports, uh, from sports, movie stars, from, from movie stars, uh, rap, R&B. Ah, you know. Machine was on there. Yeah, this is a sport that consistently brings out A-list pop culture uh, individuals. Why is it that the sport continues to struggle when it goes up against UFC? And we look at a UFC fight, and it doesn't have that star power sitting <laughs> ringside. 
Uh, it's because what I was just talking about. So many of these guys are inactive. So many of these guys won't fight the best fight available, the best opponent available. These uh, the, the exclusivity deals with promoters, you know, with the promoters that only work with certain with uh, with the network that they have a deal with, you know, a multi-year deal with. So the fact that we can't, you know, that there was no, there was no hurry, there was no impetus for Errol Spence Jr. and uh, Terence Crawford, uh, Crawford to fight one another. They're standing around each other for two and three years. In the UFC, you don't have those choices. There is no ducking. There is no avoiding. There is no cooking. There is no baking a fight. There is no marination. You. And that and and it hurts because that's why there's no longevity with any of the with many of the UFC champions. You know, a guy lucky to get to 18 fights and still you know be able to go into the ring and 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 have you know be 95, 90 percent of his former self because you're constantly fighting his next man up. And, and then the fights more than more than uh, more than often the fights end with the with the big conclusion. I mean, some of these fights do go to decisions. I think the fight. This past weekend went to a decision, didn't it? Uh, I'm not going to lie and tell you I know. No, I ain't watching. I don't even watch it. I didn't pay any attention. The only UFC fight I've, I've ever seen was the Conor McGregor fight a couple of months ago, and that's the one where he uh, broke his foot. Oh, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I was big on some of the women. I would check them out and not on no pervert stuff. I just like the fact that the women. <laughs> I like that the women actually use the technique where, where I thought for a minute, I felt like too many of them, the men were doing striking or relying on striking to win fights. And I really don't respect many of the hand skills of a lot of those guys. So I, I just really wasn't that fond of it. But. You see guys, and then let, let's be honest, here was a, here was a $80 card or whatever, whatever it was Saturday night. And in the co-main event, you have 38-year-old Anthony Durrell against Marcos Hernandez. Who was he? I don't know. Uh, he stops him in the fourth round. There's no chance in this world that Durrell can get a fight with Canelo. So what did that fight, what did that set up? What did that co-main event lead to? Nothing. It's just a filler. It's filler. It's, it's just it's just an album song. <laughs> yeah. It's an interlude. It wasn't, it wasn't even an album. It was it was an interlude. So you just you just get more bang for your buck. Uh -huh. The UFC gives you violence. Uh, you know they don't care about your ring entrance. I don't even think you can have a ring entrance uh, <laughs> to a certain degree. I don't have you no just gotta idea come in that. there. <laughs> Uh, the one, the one, I, don't, I can't remember if, uh, Adesanya is Nigerian. No, he's Nigerian. Or, uh, My man Nigerian. He had the, he had the choreography, like, right when he came, I think right when he came out the tunnel, he had, like, four or five guys, and they did some little choreography. I think that's about the most you can get away with. It's, it's wild, man. It's wild. Hey, hey, before we let you go, man, how could our listeners catch, uh, catch your content, my man? <laughs> hey, look, you can check me out on uh, YouTube, on the Pay Me No Mind YouTube channel, Sports and Entertainment over there. Um, you can also check out my It's Always po uh, personal podcast. I got to get y'all on there for uh, for a couple topics. Definitely, right away. anytime, man. Anytime, you know. Right? Oh, yeah, anytime. Just let us know, man. Always got to support. Yeah, and then other than that, uh, I tell, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not that active on uh, the social media game at this point. Yeah. But uh, definitely pay me no mind on YouTube. It's kind of the major hub for me. Okay. Bet. All right. Well, Wood, man, appreciate you being on. Um, you know, we're gonna, if, if, let me know. Just shoot me a, shoot me whatever, text or whatever, and we, we'll make that happen to be on your show. Got to get you on and talk about swagger, man. We do all of that, bro. All of it. Are they doing, are they doing the DMV uh, AAU scene any justice or what? Hey, are you talking about hooping? The uh the series uh y'all might haven't seen it but it's, I haven't seen it no show. I haven't seen it no I haven't yeah on um on Apple TV yeah on Apple TV oh I Michelle mean, yeah TV. I, I, yeah I caught yeah I caught I caught yeah I, I caught I caught one episode of it I need oh you mean KD you talking about KD joint right KD's uh yes, sir. yes sir I've been meaning to watch it my bad bro I've been meaning to watch it. I got I got you watch your will you saw an episode is it is it dope I saw one that I, it was pretty good okay pretty I heard good. it I like it. it's um. 
I believe they are four episodes in. Okay. Yep. I, I watched. Yep. I watched the first episode, and I was like, "Yeah, I gotta watch this. I just have to find the time to watch it." Okay. I'm not really big on watching a lot of TV. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a million. It's, it's a million shows now, a million different platforms. So many. But that's hard. why you can come over. Right. That's why you can come over to pay me no mind where I'm I'm breaking most of these shows down for right, you. I'm giving then. you the wood version. Bet. I'm bet. <laughs> <laughs> bet. I'm going I'm to look I'm going to look into I don't Apple got like some free trial thing. I mean I I'm, I got Yeah, they do. I thought they so. Do. They do. Okay, okay I'm going to watch that. They do. Let me watch it before they cancel my free trial. <laughs> 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 hey, Will, man, thanks for being on, my man. Appreciate you. Appreciate right, you, sir. Good to, good uh, to chop it up with you. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, man. <laughs> Hey, well, let's go right into our picks. All right, I'm about to like just go into it. All right, um, all right. Let me um, spill. I got it. Listen, go ahead, listen, go listen. Let me know. Let me know. Let bro. me let me put my disclaimer out. Go here. ahead, bro. I need to do that first. These picks may or may not be my week ten pick. Got you. Okay, I'm bro. just going with the flow. All right, got you. So I'm going to now read into our picks, kind of like not read into them, but go into my spill. All right. After week nine, here are our. Records in the football garbage time urban sports team pick'em challenge. Ray is eighty-seven and forty-nine. I'm eighty-five and fifty-one. Will T is eighty-four and fifty-two. Here's our overall standings in the challenge. Hakun Wong from the football garbage time is in first place. Ray is in second place. I'm in fourth place, and Will T is in fifth place. All right, and you can also check out our standings and picks on the Football Garbage Time website, which is www.footballgarbagetime.com. You can also check out the Football Garbage Time podcast and all things NFL football there. All right, week 10 picks. Ray- hold, 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 one, one thing, one thing, ahead, one bro. thing I, I have to say. Because it's Football Garbage Time related, there was a winner declared in this. Oh, my bad, bro. Pick. Sorry, sorry. Let, can, all right, um, can I, can, do you want me to announce it or do you want to announce it? How do you want me to do it? Listen. Listen, I think the people know already because I'm announcing it. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I will pat myself on the back. Go ahead, um, bro. Go football ahead. garbage time. They probably won't acknowledge this, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I did win their survivor. Fo- I, I did win their relatively survivor. Relatively early too. Relatively early. Relatively early, you okay. know. But so that that so that's one out of three. I'm telling you, I'm going for the triple count this you. year. Um, I plan on winning your fantasy football. League and I also plan on winning your uh, pro football pick'em. My man, I hear like go. the NWO. My man, in like the NWO New World Order. All right, all right this is what it Absolutely. is. All right, right. Well, I, I can't speak for the football, the fans football thing. I'm trash. I already told dude, like I don't like that two quarterback crap. That's a whole different thing. Me neither. I, man. Think that I don't is, even I, like that. I don't. I don't even like the uh, platform that uh, we're using. I mean, it don't bother. Yeah, I mean that too. I don't really use Yahoo anymore like I used to, but. That two quarterback crap, man. I don't even know what that is, but it is what it is. Yeah, All right. yeah I'm not a fan of it. All right, let's go. All right, man. Ravens versus the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know what? Upset special. I'm going with the Dolphins. Falcons versus okay. the Cowboys. This is my upset special. I'm going with the Falcons. Me too. I was going with the Falcons as well. But I do that because I just hate the Cowboys. All right, Saints versus the Titans. <laughs> I haven't given this guy his – his flowers enough. Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. Yeah, I'm man, he's doing a good job. Titans. I'm gonna go with the Titans too. Uh, Jaguars versus the Colts. Oh, give me the Colts. Colts as well. Browns versus the Patriots. I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, I'm going to Browns too. Uh, Bills versus the Jets. I'm going oh, with the Bills. Yeah, I'm on the Bills. I'm like hesitating. Lions versus the Steelers. 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 Buccaneers versus Washington. Bucks. Uh, all right, Panthers versus the Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals, yes, sir. Oh, hold on. Yeah, who are the – I have a messed up pick. All right, Vikings versus the Chargers. I'm going with the Vikings. I'm going with the Chargers. Eagles versus the – I'm trying to look at – Eagles versus the – my bad. Eagles versus the Broncos. Oh, what the hell did I do? Hmm. I'm gonna go with the uh I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Eagles? Alright. The uh Seahawks versus the Packers. See, this is what I don't know. Is Russell Wilson playing this week? Man, I don't know, man. They I don't even know, bro. Like that one's confusing. Is Russell Wilson playing this week and is Aaron Rodgers playing this week? I don't know. I mean COVID for I don't know Aaron gonna play, bro. It's hard. That's hard. I ain't gonna lie. 
Uh, nevertheless, Gino is the is the best of the worst of these two. So yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I know I skipped one. I know what it is. Chiefs versus the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm on the Raiders. Rams okay. versus the the Niners. I'm going to go with uh, the Niners. Yeah, going, I'm going with the Rams in this one. All right, so there's our picks. Will's, Will's picks may change, as he told you. So, FYI, just, you just got to guess yeah. which one Will means. All right, you just got to guess it. That's on y'all. Ain't no, no I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you have to guess. I mean, if you ask me right now today. Got you. you these just, are my picks right now. So, obviously, right now folks, at 9.05, this is, these are Tuesday, right November 9th at 9.05 p.m. Those are my picks. So, I'm going to let y'all know. Y'all got to pay attention to the Seahawks-Packers thing because that thing is subject to change. That's what the homie's telling you for real. Like, that thing is – we don't know who the quarterbacks are. Truth be told, that means, yeah. that's subject to change with me. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Like, I don't even if, – if one of them starters are playing, probably going to go with that that starter. You know what I mean? Now, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to put it that way. I'm going to make it that easy. If Aaron Rodgers is playing, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amplifier Media, at AmplifierMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier Media shows, as well as other great content. Hey, thank you all for listening. Will T and I appreciate you. You've been listening to the urban sports scene. For ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out big, homie.